Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> Why'd you do that? I was, you know. Hey, man. <laughs> Jeez. You know, I you seem like you seem like you're standing outside of a 7-Eleven, and I'm walking in to just pay for some gas, and you're just standing out there just. Hey, man. Hey, man. You want some ice? <laughs> In you want some ice? In the ice hold on, hold on. Hey man, you want some ice? My eyebrows are frozen. <laughs> Dude, you have a trench coat. You have a trench coat. You open it up, and you're like, you want some ice? But it's summer, so it's all summer, melted. It's all you melted. just got a soggy <laughs> trench coat. Hey man, you want some ice? And you're like, oh shoot! And you oh, go, you go back I over to the ice machine. I drop, I drop the old ones in. I'm like, it'll freeze back up. Put new bags. Hey man, you want some ice? <laughs> Wait, don't walk in that door. <laughs> what? Don't walk in the door. I gotta get my eyes. <laughs> hold that door, Jim. No, hold it shut. Hold it shut. Don't why were you, Why did you say ice? I'm so confused. Hey man, you want some ice? <laughs> I was just thinking, what's outside gas stations? There's gas and ice. And he's just offering you what's already there. <laughs> gas, ice, he and red box. He's got nothing. To you. Hey man. <laughs> You want the other guys on DVD? <laughs> what? Or Blu-ray? What if, what if there's a guy standing next to the red box who has like older films? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on VHS. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking on DVD, but that's worse. He's like, you're hey man, to get some DVDs. He's you're like, looking for VHS. Hey, I, have, I have that movie on VHS. <laughs> you're looking for. Who's you're looking for the the classic film? Look who's talking with John Travolta and a talking baby. I got it right I here. I got it right here. Even rewound it for you. Rewound it. I even rewound it. Rewound. I hate you. The drug business works just like any other business. It's just illegal. So what we do is we start elementary students on books. In high school, we get them hooked on cocaine. One option is illegal, but it's like, I'll take my chances. You haven't finished that yet? I finished that yet. I don't feel bad spoiling something that's been out for 10 years. I don't know what to tell you. I know about their band. Contraband? Oh. Things I learned last night. All right, let's uh, so, episode. Uh, have you heard of Rick Ross? Shut up, Rick Ross. <laughs> Are you serious? I don't think you know who I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, his name is also uh, also he goes by Ricky Ross, uh, which you could probably guess that, um, but also Freeway or Freeway Rick, which is my favorite. Freeway Rick. Freeway Rick. Yeah, just I like Freeway Rick because I can't say it. Um, Free, freeway Rick. Rick. That's a tough one. Freeway Rick. That is hard. Uh, so Rick Ross. You've probably heard the name Rick Ross. Wick Ross. Wick, <laughs> Wick Ross. Uh, <laughs> you probably I heard have heard of Rick Ross. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, his dad is Bob. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We had a whole episode about his dad. Yeah, Bob's actually short for Rick. It's a, this is the same episode. Bob is short for Rick's four letters in one syllable, and they were like, "We gotta cut that down." We gotta cut that down to Bob. Not even close. You could just cut the K off. It would still be Rick. It'd still be Rick. You could, That's it would confusing. still be. No one would know. It's a. 
You're shortening it. What about Bob? Bob. Bob. <laughs> uh, so Rick Ross. Uh, also, you probably heard the name Rick Ross, and you probably would associate if you don't know about the real Rick Ross. You probably associate the name Rick Ross to the rapper that's, Rick Ross. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so he's named after the real Rick Ross, Rick Freeway. Oh, he Ross. took he took the name. <clears throat> yeah, and the, the real rapper. Rick Ross. The rapper took the name of Freeway Rick. Yeah, and the real Rick Ross is pretty upset about it, but we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, um, but the real Rick Ross. Uh, he was a drug trafficker in the mid 1980s who established an empire in Los Angeles that is estimated at the time to have been worth more than nine hundred million dollars, uh, which adjusted for inflation is over two billion today. Uh, Jeez. And he was so he's arguably the largest drug trafficker in American history. Um, and this is his story. <laughs> In, the, in that was in the eighties. <laughs> that was in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's let's tell the story. Uh, Rick Ross, please do. Rick Ross. He went to high school um, at Susan Miller Dorsey High School in Los Angeles, um, which was a more affluent high school. He got there on the team uh, on the tennis team uh, because he. <laughs> I know a little surprising. Okay. Uh, he he joined the tennis team. He got recruited because sometime in can I see his, a picture of Rick Ross? Yeah, um, I swear if you pull up the wrapper. Okay, uh, so sometimes uh, got a headshot <laughs> with a suit. Yeah, okay. yeah, yep. He's he's pretty pretty sharp. Um, so sometime in his middle school career, he realized he's not going to go pro in basketball. He didn't have a shot at going pro in football. Sure, but he said I'm pretty decent at tennis. tennis. Maybe I got a shot at tennis, so he just started playing a lot of tennis getting better at it. And then he knew Dorsey was a popular tennis school. Yeah, so he would just go play tennis outside the high school until he got recruited and so he got recruited to by go the to high school, school by the high school to play tennis for the school and so he was okay. playing on this high school team um, and he started getting Is it a private school. Uh, I don't think it's a private school, but oh. um, I think they still recruited him to come across district. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so Uneth- <clears throat> illegal unethical, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's the 80s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No one cared. <laughs> no one cared. Uh, so he started getting uh, recruited by a bunch of colleges, um, okay. and he uh, was pretty close to getting full ride college scholarships for tennis. He was really good at the game. The issue was um, the colleges couldn't offer him a scholarship because he was illiterate, um, which <laughs> apparently uh, you can't go to school somewhere if you don't know anything. It, well, apparently, we, you're, how apparently he, you're not allowed to learn <clears throat> if you haven't learned a lot already, but how is he illiterate? Where so he went he grew up in the Los Angeles school system and before he was going to the Dorsey's he was he was on the wrong side of the 101 which mm. um, in, in LA especially in that area the 101 was like the, the dividing line right um, and he was on the wrong side of it um, and so he was in uh, he grew up in the heart of like crypt territory yeah. and the school system just failed him and so he didn't never learned how to read um, got into high school no idea how to read um, but he was really good at tennis, so he got to go to the school, um, but still throughout going to the school, he never learned to read and so colleges wouldn't take him um, and so that was in the middle of his senior year. He found out he didn't have a shot at going to college because of that, so uh, that's when he kind of just kind of slid out of his high school and was like, well, I'm not going to go hang out there. I'm not going to play tennis and invest all this if I don't got a shot of going to college for it and obviously sure. going pro. There's no point. So he started hanging around um, back in his 
neighborhood where he grew up with a bunch of street racers. Uh, and uh, he ended up winning a street race, getting a pretty nice car out of it. Um, and then slowly through that process, it was kind of like that kind of um, just slow fall where it's like he got in from from street racing, then kind of got into a little bit of like Grand Theft Auto and mm-hmm. then like the game. And then he got into yeah. actual Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got to learn how to do it. From- yeah, yeah. Play the game and then play the game, you know? Uh, <laughs> play the, <laughs> real life sports. It's in the game. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what if that was like Nick? You know how Nickelodeon did the play sixty thing, where they're like, "Go outside and play for sixty minutes." Yeah, Remember, like, they would do like a national day where they would just make a sixty sec, like a sixty minute timer on TV. Yeah, and they were like, go, like play "Go play outside. outside for sixty minutes." You know what I did? What? Turn to Cartoon Network. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I'm not gonna watch your I'll dumb." Switch the channel. Oh, there's a timer. I'm not I gonna know, do that. Sixty. I'm minutes. gonna watch Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> sixty minutes. I can watch so much cartoons. In 60, sixty minutes. I can watch an episode of sixty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I watch this sixty minute countdown when I can watch sixty minutes the show? <laughs> As a child, <laughs> a third, you walk in on your third grader watching sixty minutes, Remember, and it's just. Do you know about the conflict in Serbia? <laughs> sitting there eating your Lucky Charms, you turn around to your mom and spilling out your face. You're like, "Hey, have you heard what's happening in Iran right now?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, do you remember when Nick tried to do the Nick News thing? Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. worst. Oh, and it was so like dignified. Oh gosh, you know what I watched a lot of was. Uh, Nick at night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, know? you felt adult. Yeah, but they weren't. They weren't. They weren't, <laughs> they weren't at all. But you felt it was full house. Yeah, and um, the Nick at night specials were great. Yeah, because they would do this like in between little thing. Or like you know we're here in this town. You know where they came to? They came to a yeah. town ten minutes away from us. Yeah, uh, because Marionville, Missouri, has white squirrels. Really, that's literally what they're famous for. White. Interesting. They're Why great, are they albinos? Squirrels? But they're just white, and I don't know the history of why they ended up there. Yeah, but Marionville has white squirrels. But Nick News talked about it. Nick at night came to Marionville to be like, "We're home of the, we're in Marionville, the home of the white squirrels." Apparently, there's only <laughs> one other city in the country that has white squirrels. Uh, so through this process, he kind of just started falling into like the black market, like not anything super serious yet. I mean, Grand Theft Auto and yeah. some minor drug dealing, but nothing insane. Um, and then he met uh, <laughs> this is such a weird connection. He met an upholstery teacher at a local community college um, and they kind of hit it off became friends um, and an upholstery teacher. Yeah, and this teacher um, which uh, can we talk for a second about community college courses? Yeah, why right? <laughs> no, I understand exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is arts and crafts <laughs> at community college. Um, you can take a business intro course. Um, also at noon, we've got sewing uh, and at three o'clock you've got medieval whatever. It's literally like camp you know, the other day I was driving in my apartment complex. Uh, well, I was coming home. I wasn't just driving around uh, <laughs> just taking a few laps. So, you know, just patrolling the property and uh, no watch. We don't have a neighborhood watch here, sir. You need to stop. 
I'm neighborhood watch. I want to get the like, decals on my car and everything. <laughs> just like those flashing yellow lights. Just like, yeah, no, I'm the neighborhood watch. The Don't neighborhood worry. Watch. Uh, and then my car gets broken into. <laughs> anyway, so I was driving. I was driving home, and uh, I slammed my brakes uh, because there was a medieval knight uh, in the building over there. Not in the building, but like in the parking lot, like a mi- like a medieval, like a he was larping that afternoon by himself. Well, he was you know getting out of his Kia. His oh, Kia so he Forte. He left his LARP in full armor. Yes. Had a helmet. And just drove down the highway. Had a helmet, a shield that he's pulling out of the trunk. You know, <laughs> I mean, like. I love it. I respect it, man. Where do you LARP in North Kansas City? I don't know. Some park somewhere. Okay. Just find a park and find a bunch of other people who. See, I just expected you to shame them with me, and you just went full it. on, like, yeah, I, I know. It. Yeah. I, I know. think LARPing is it. fun. I've never actually done it. I mean, I guess I kind of did when I did the military things with Patrick and Kevin. So I guess I kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. So anyway, I respect it. So uh, did did you have a military code class at your community college? Yes. Great. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, so this, he meets an upholstery teacher. He meets an upholstery teacher who also who coincidentally uh, sold cocaine on the side. Perfect. Um, that's so yeah. actually that's yeah. how community college courses yeah. work. Yeah, so he, here's what he taught he, in his class. He said, okay class. Here's how you open the upholstery you walk in your in, van to fill with cocaine. Oh <laughs> you walk into your sewing class <laughs> and your teachers this frail old lady who is just like, you know, line it up just like this and she just, you know, she comes over and helps you on your machine and you're like line it up and she just whispers in your ear. You want some ice? <laughs> <laughs> And you look up just drenched pockets. <laughs> She's like, ma'am. Well, that's okay, Miss Soggy Pockets. <laughs> Did you? Oh my gosh. Did you see Miss Castleberry's pockets today? Oh, dude, yeah, those were drenched. Yeah, those look like those were Pacific pockets right there. I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, those are some Pacific pockets, and I can tell she wasn't perspirating. (laughs) (laughs) What if that's where you sweat? What if you just got your pocket? What if he's got sweaty thighs? (laughs) Oh yeah, no, those are just my thighs. I just have sweaty thighs. Yeah, yeah, that's a real problem. I got to see a dermatologist about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm going to my four o'clock dermatology class. He also sells cocaine. (laughs) So the upholstery teacher does the, the sells him cocaine. Yeah, so his upholstery teacher reveals to him that he deals cocaine uh, and so he gave Ross a small amount to sell and Ross realized that you could make a lot more off cocaine than you could off the other street jugs that he was used to off selling. of upholstery off of upholstery. He was selling upholstery at that point. Uh, no, but he realized it was much more profitable and so yeah. he held on to his profits and began buying more from his upholstery teacher to sell more and more, but he didn't do the cocaine. No, no, he just oh, sold wow. Uh, and so he uh, eventually came back to his upholstery teacher and was asking for more more cocaine than his teacher was willing to sell him. He was like, I can't. I'm not going to get to that much. That's yeah. dangerous. That's now dangerous we're moving things. into a different kind of <clears throat> business setup here. Yes. Yes. So then his teacher uh, refers Ross to his supplier, uh, which is a guy by the name of Ivan Arugayas, I think, okay. um, uh, which course did he teach? 
<laughs> on Paul Street 201. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's the next. You know, next son, I think you're ready to move up. <laughs> if you keep this up, you might graduate community college. Yeah, we might have to give you an associates. You're going to have to go on to a leadership college in associates. <laughs> <laughs> what the wink. Uh, and so he was able to get him much higher qualities of cocaine at a much better price. Um, quantities or qualities? Quantities. Um, okay. Much higher quantities at a much better price. Yeah. Um, so he'd make it a bigger margin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, how do you make cocaine? I don't know. I think it's just the tops of powdered donuts. Uh, <laughs> you just buy those powdered donuts. You go home and just. Top. <laughs> yeah. Shaking little mini donuts. He's gonna shake off all the powder. <laughs> I don't know. I think it comes. I mean, obviously, it comes from some kind of plant, and then they refine it somehow. I don't know exactly how it works. Um, maybe it comes from cocoa. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I'm just shooting in the dark here. <clears throat> okay. Um, speaking of shooting in the dark, about eight months after Ross's supplier, uh, Ross found this supplier, um, Ivan. Uh, he was shot in the the back and. Uh, oh. Forced him out of the cocaine business, um, but luckily his brother-in-law Henry uh, took over his business. And Henry became, and Ivan, yeah, yeah, and became Ross's number one supplier. Okay, um, uh, and so uh, this became kind of his business for a little while. Um, he was doing the cocaine thing, um, but then he discovered a man by the name of Danilo Blandin, um, who <sighs> was a Nicaraguan exile. I hate the way you say names. Danilo Blandon, <laughs> Rick Ross, his brother-in-law Henry, Danilo. I just hate it. Just it's so. I'm trying to enunciate. You just go. Uh, you. I see the panic in your eyes, and you sound it out. You sound it out. <laughs> That's exactly what you're doing, <laughs> and you pass it off as enunciation. But we all know what you're doing. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> Are you embarrassed? Uh, so, haha, <laughs> classic. Uh, so Ross, he was able to go directly to uh, Blandin, Blandin. <laughs> Dude, the <laughs> face you just made looks like you did cocaine. <laughs> We're like Blandon. <laughs> Blandon. <laughs> what was that? Uh, so, uh, uh, because he was going directly to Blandon, uh, he didn't have this big distributor network. Yeah. So, he was able to undercut the price uh, by thousands um, for cocaine. Uh, and so, what was he just putting this in the back of it, like in the back of his trunk and driving home? I actually don't know. Like loaded up with cocaine. Loaded up with cocaine. Yeah, he was. Um, uh, How you moving there? At the height at, in 1982, um, he receives the name Freeway Ricky um, because what he was doing now is he was buying properties all on the 101 freeway and to operate his business out of. Um, Interesting. And so uh, they named him Freeway because he was all on the freeway. Um, and at this point, he was reaching the height of his kind of business empire. Yeah, uh, and uh, did he insane. have people who were like? So he's hiring people. Obviously, yeah. What do you contract work out? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's just like uh, the drug business works just like any other business. It's just illegal. So he had a distribution line. He had. Um, did uh, he have a delivery Patreon? teams? He had a Patreon. <laughs> 
<laughs> he sells it. He's like, hey, make sure to support me on Patreon. <laughs> Keep me doing this out of the street. Yeah, you know, support me on Patreon. You know, I just want to reach more people with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> your monthly free, contribution. free Coke. If <laughs> your monthly contribution helps me get this in the hands of more middle schoolers, and I just want to say thank you for that. <clears throat> so. Uh, it, it, he claimed how many times are going to tee you up for stuff. I didn't even know you teed me up. What'd you tee me up for? If you would like to support us on Patreon, <laughs> are you serious, dude? I try to make this so smooth. I've done it so much. I did a, a, a merch one one time. I, I do. I, I set you. I set you up for this stuff okay. and then you just go. I don't even know what you're talking about. Do you know that we have a Patreon? <laughs> no, what's explain this to me. Oh my Explain this to me. What did you say? Viewers. Let's explain this to me. <laughs> Let's explain. Let this us to both. Me. Let us explain this to me. So okay. For so our listeners, we have a Patreon <laughs> that you can support us at. Uh, it helps us keep doing this show. Um, clearly, I need all the help I can get. This is what I work with. <laughs> so um, we also have a Discord. Was this given to us by someone in the Discord? This one was not. You just found this on your own. Yeah, I found this one on you my own. Perusing? This is like the old days. Okay, great. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we won't give kids drugs. So support us on Patreon. If you don't, we might. Um, <laughs> that's okay. We haven't done anything illegal, but if you don't support us on Patreon, we're gonna start. <laughs> My manager doesn't watch this. We're fine. So, text Taylor to six six eight six six. You get ad free episodes, uh, early access, behind the scenes stuff, a, a private Discord channel, and also you don't have to experience advertisements like this one. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. <laughs> and look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, it's that time of year again, which means every night you wake up in the middle of the night freezing cold, and so you get a bunch of blankets, and then you wake up a couple hours later, and you're burning up. So you take all the blankets off and repeat the cycle all night long. Well, I got good news for you. Miracle Made has the solution. Miracle Made has silver-infused fabrics that are inspired by NASA that makes the sheets thermoregulated, and they're designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. So if you need to be cooler, it helps keep you cooler. If you need to be warmer, it helps keep you warmer. And it's that same silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, which means these sheets stay 
cleaner and fresher three times longer than traditional bed sheets. So no more gross odors. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L-N at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> you don't have to say, okay, great. <laughs> you can just, we can just leave a pause and then you can just keep going. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm teaching you how to podcast over great. here. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever, dude. So, so he's got these houses along the freeway. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, he's just so almost at any exit. It's like a Starbucks. Yeah, actually, uh, and he's distributing directly to the Bloods and the Crips, uh, playing both sides. Yeah, playing both sides, um, and he's selling uh, significantly less than the average price um, at ten thousand dollars per so kilo. So are they? Are the gangs then his distribution? Like they sort of. They I mean, sell? he's not. He's not. They're not selling and coming back to him and being like, "Here's a cut of the profits." He's selling to them. Right, and right, then right. They're, they're going selling, and selling and then they're for coming higher. back and buying. Yeah. Right, so right, he's right, not right, right. he's at this point, he's not selling directly to the consumer anymore. He is a big house distributor. Yeah, but who's he buying it from still? From he's Henry? buying it from Blandon. Blandon. Nicaraguan. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Where is where is Blandon getting from? We'll get to that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. So uh, he's selling to the Bloods and Crips. At this time, he's severely undercutting this average street price. Uh, so he's selling it for ten thousand dollars per kilo. Um, which is lower than normal, um, but at this point he's purchasing a thousand pounds of cocaine a week, um, and so to give you perspective, a kilo is about two pounds. Um, okay, and so he is. So he's doing like he claims that he claims that during this period, five million dollars a week. He's claiming during this period he was selling three million dollars a day of cocaine. Um, wow. So he was. He was moving and we're trying to get stuff on our podcast, dude. We're in the wrong <laughs> business. We just started a media company Dude, we should be in the cocaine industry. So uh, so he uh, what made him so successful was the way he handled his money um, and there was two reasons he did it. One, he said I could go take this money and buy jeans or I could take this money um, and save it and buy more cocaine uh, or property. And so what he was doing is he was buying the, all this property along the 101. He was buying houses and businesses. And so he had he had an apartment complex at one point. Like he had legitimate. So he business. had businesses that I mean, I guess you got to wash that money. Yeah, yeah. But he said he said he was making during the same time he was making four hundred thousand dollars flipping houses. Um, Every month, and so he's like, "I'm making, so I'm he's making just a really hustler. good money uh, doing that." He's like, "It was nothing compared to what he was making in the drug game." Right, and on top of that, he was selling essential oils on the side. <laughs> you know, I and he was at like a diamond level, so yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, quick question on MLMs, because um, I saw one happening at Starbucks yesterday. Tell me about um, it. Do you think that churches are just MLMs? 
and hear me out, right? Because you got you're like because you, you're like okay. There's all these promises of if you just stick with this long enough, you'll become a diamond level person, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's call that a lead pastor. <laughs> you're with me. You Play you it. immediately Keep are with me, it. right? You know, it. and then like you got your like uh, medallion level, right? That's a youth pastor, associate yeah. pastor, executive yeah. pastor, whatever. But above the diamond, right? At the end of the day, the denominations still run the stuff. They okay? still run the show, right? Yeah. Right. And so runs, I mean, who owns the and, denomination and there's the and there's the whole thing of like, hey, you know, this is your own business kind of thing. If you work at this long enough, then you can go start your own start church. your own denomination. Well, that's also <laughs> true. You could do that. Um, I think I honestly I've thought about this before. I genuinely think that multi level marketing systems were built off the evangelism model. off of the discipleship model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and I, how are they doing discipleship better than we are? It's crazy. I don't know if you could say they are. Well, because they well <laughs> they, they are though. They're making more money off of it. Well, no, no, no. They're making more money, but I mean, like they the way that they are like they have coaches, you know, and it's like this person has four yeah. people that they are intentionally spending time yeah, with I toward suppose. a goal. I suppose. I right suppose. now, yeah. they're discipling them now, not in a biblical sense, but they are discipling them in the way of doing life and you know, quote unquote business. Yeah. So in yeah. a way they because they're they're contributing to their formation. Yeah, which so maybe what would you call it. Maybe we need a reverse dip now. They dipped on evangelism. Maybe the church needs to dip on their disciples. They've been trying to, <laughs> but they've been taking the wrong sides of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's anyway, that's I think fair. that I, I know I know. Sorry, I, I kind of slipped into yeah. uh, a serious mode of yeah, but look at the discipleship model. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, but fair. I am very, you know, very passionate about it. So yeah, I saw that. I saw if you're if you're um, I didn't catch her name. I want to say it's like it seemed like their names were Abigail and Isabel. Maybe it's interesting that you said that because we're supposed to shout out our Patreon Abigail Joy. Are we uh, really today? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's the same one. <laughs> Hold on. You're bringing up Patreon right now. We already did this five minutes ago. <laughs> well, I just did because you brought it up. Okay, Abigail, thanks for supporting our Patreon. Also, thank you for buying our merchandise. See how do you? Okay, I see what now you I feel there. like I got to be over obvious about this stuff. Okay. Look, I put a little golf ball on the tee for you. <laughs> you want to go ahead and smack that on out there? Like we're at a we're at a podcast driving range right now. <laughs> Oh Look, gosh. Abigail bought some merchandise. <laughs> oh, uh, we have merchandise. Tim, why don't you tell him about it? You can text Till into six six eight six six. We got T-shirts, uh, we got uh, hats, hoodies, mugs, stickers, the whole nine. Uh, and you'll be supporting the show when you do that. So you text Till into six six eight six six. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so Rick Ross okay. uh, <laughs> making a ton of money off of his off of his uh, uh, cocaine business. Yeah. Um, but also beginning to establish cocaine industry, if you will, cocaine. Yeah, so, so beginning to establish some pretty legitimate businesses yeah. on the side. Because um, I mean, I, do you think the goal is to eventually get out of the cocaine stuff? I mean, I think so. Eventually, think you want to go legit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That way, you can't go to jail. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those are your two options. And he was not planning on spending any money lavishly on himself. He instead he was spending on the businesses and on buying more cocaine. And he said that's what he attributed to his success. He said a lot. He said he saw a lot of other dealers at the low level he was at uh, going out and I mean they're making lots of money off cocaine right uh, because the street price was over ten thousand dollars a kilo. So they're making lots of money. He said they would just blow them all on cars and clothes and whatever. Uh, He said I just bought more cocaine and sold more cocaine and he said so I just kept doing that. Eventually I was making millions doing this Um, and he said that's why so many of them stay at that lower level 
Um, he said, I just saved my money and spent it on more drugs, but the reason his reasoning he gave, which is what I it was what Dave Ramsey wants you to do by the way, <laughs> save your money, spend it on more drugs. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> live like no one else so that you can do drugs like no one else. That's actually the financial <laughs> peace slogan. Um, it's you know, Rice and beans, rice and beans, and then one day it's rice and coke. Rice and coke. Yeah. Uh, so um, the reason he gave for not spending lavish, lavishly on himself, though, uh, he later told an interview. In an interview, he said, "Quote: We were hiding money from our mothers." <laughs> and he said he didn't want his mom oh. to know that he was had this drug empire. Uh, the reason I didn't spend money is that I was trying to buy stuff online, but I didn't know how to read. So. <laughs> Never could find that buy now button because <laughs> I'm illiterate. Gosh dang it! <laughs> oh my gosh! So he expanded his drug drug empire um, yeah. outside of L.A. Um, and he ended up getting across the country. He was in cities, uh, including. Uh, St. Louis, New Orleans, uh, oh, wow. Kansas City, uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland, Seattle. Um, he was pretty much Baltimore. across the country. Uh, <laughs> he said his his Clevy land. <laughs> Chicago. Milwaukee. <laughs> 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 he was in North Carolina and North Carolina. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Did you like that Milwaukee? I threw Milwaukee. in there just to pronounce <laughs> regular. Chicago so <laughs> and Milwaukee. Ah, uh, yeah. Cleveland. I'm, I'm a professional. So speaking of Cleveland, he said Ohio was his best-selling state. Uh, he loved Ohio because um, apparently they loved cocaine. Um. Yeah, <laughs> you know they call it cocaine Canton. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, Did you notice that all the major cities start with C? Ooh. Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, Ken, uh, Colito. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a it's reason. The it's the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, he he ended up getting his distribution line into 42 cities across America. Wow. Um, and. Uh, his now is that he's just selling it and they're moving it or is he like hey go to that city is he directing that I think he was directly like he had people selling to like gangs in those cities so oh, okay. he had a distribution line that was distributing to a gang in that city um, and again he's still this whole time getting it from Blandon yeah in Nicaragua so Blandon is providing six million dollars worth of coke each week yeah yeah pretty much Where's Blandon getting it from? We'll get to that. I feel like I know the answer, but I want to get there. But go ahead. We'll get to that. So, uh, 
questions begin to arise at how Rick Ross is able to be this successful. He has over nine hundred million dollars in cocaine revenue, which is two billion dollars today. Um, how is he able to move this much cocaine? He's the Jeff Bezos of cocaine. Yes, yes, uh, and so people are like, how is he able to move this much cocaine and not get one um, caught by the police on um, mm-hmm. two um, and not get taken out by other drug dealers. And so in recent re- interviews, he's talked about both of these things. One, he said uh, he's like, I just didn't make enemies. He said <clears throat> and this is literally what he says. He said I just treated people the way I wanted to be treated and he said nobody had a problem with me. I just followed the golden rule. <laughs> But I mean, literally, I mean, sure, I was getting communities hooked on addictive drugs and destroying <laughs> lives forever. But honestly, I just treated people the way that I wanted. You know, sure. Here's I was. Here's the thing with that. Yeah. Here's the thing with that. He said he's like he's like I made sure he's like I was never someone. He said there's some drug dealers out there who are out there finding people who's never done coke. They'd be like, I they find someone who was addicted to weed and get them on coke. He said I never did that. He said all I ever did. He's like if someone was already hooked, he said I would sell it them. He said I was never I was never a first time seller. And so he said these were people who were already addicts and he said I was just providing their addiction to continue. He said the reality of it is they were going to get it somewhere and he's like so it doesn't matter if it was me or somebody else. These are addicts. They're going to get it and that's their own personal choice. Yeah, I so, think actually a youth pastor in Ohio used that excuse <laughs> to provide. I mean and you know it's kind of like it's kind of like parents who let their kids drink. You know, and it's like if they're gonna drink, they're gonna drink anyway. You know, they're gonna go out on Friday night and drink. You know, I would rather them get drunk at the house on you know the cheap wine that we bought from Walmart. Yeah, I'm not saying it was moral. I'm just saying it was his morals. Um, so he's like, look, he, I you know I bought them houses on the freeway. <laughs> you know, I knew all their moms. Yeah, he's like, but and, and he was, so he was very careful. He's like, he's like, I just didn't make enemies. He said. Um, uh, he's like the way I was able to sell to both the Crips and the Bloods is he said I made sure they liked me and he said so I was just friendly with them and I treated them well and they covered my back and he said so I never had to worry about that and he's, he sold it pretty cheap though <coughs> he did sell it pretty cheap. pretty cheap he did sell it pretty <coughs> cheap so he was just fair with stuff um, but then as far as the police is concerned um, the LA sheriff during the height of this um, said that he has better technology than we do. Um, the LA sheriff said that about Rick Ross. Yeah, he's got better technology mm-hmm. because he w- he had all these police scanners, so he would know where the police was at all times. And he like used- he's got one of those Blackberries. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna keep up. You know, I mean, the criminals are out here with. Yeah, he's got a stylus, whatever that is. What, I, I thought that was a person who would dress you. <laughs> you know, I thought that's what that was. I was informed. As I imagine, police officers. I was the 80s, informed. You know, I was informed. That that is not, in fact, what it is. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. So we in here in L.A. County are going to do two things. You know, we're going to stop the spread of drugs. And we're going to mask up. All right, mask up. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> he's ahead of his time. Who knows? Yeah, way ahead of his time. Everyone's like, "What's he talking about?" Uh, so you uh, can accidentally <laughs> breathe in cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, and he also had these voice scramblers. So whenever he was doing deals, he would scramble their voices so they couldn't hear what they were talking about or what they were saying so they couldn't get any evidence on him even if they could get him. Um, so he had a very very clean uh, system set up. He was really good at the money laundering system. Um, he just he had his ducks in a row and so the LA yeah. County couldn't, couldn't get anything couldn't on get him. him and even if they mm. could they couldn't find him because he knew where they were at all times and so he was just away from them. Um, nice, <clears throat> but eventually can you um, quit yelling that? <laughs> but 
Thank you. It's like it's straight up into the microphone and but, it's just but and it's kind of like man. Thank you. So First all of this, all, we had to bleep it when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> say tushy instead. <laughs> tushy. <laughs> One day everything kind of collapsed. Sorry, it's tushy tushy. <laughs> tushy t- This is Squawk Squawk's Tushy Tushy. <laughs> hey, have you ever heard of Tillin Podcast merch? That's right. We've got a full merch store of Tillin branded tees, mugs, stickers, hoodies, a lot more. And we put out new designs with every episode, but those are only available for a limited time. So you got to get those while they're hot. Text Tillin to 66866 to get access to our exclusive merchandise. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Man, today I'm having one of those days where I'm just about at the end of the day and I'm thinking, man, I wish I had more time. Have you ever had a day like that where you're like, oh, there's not enough hours in the day? But that got me thinking, what would I do if I had more hours in the day? And the reality is most of us would probably fill it up with the same stuff and at the end say, man, I wish I had more hours in the day. The reality is if you're not making time for the things that you want to make time for, there's other stuff that's going to squeeze its way in and you're going to find yourself wishing you were spending time on other stuff anyways. That's where therapy can be helpful. Uh, Having someone you can talk to to say, hey, what are my priorities in my life and how do I make those priorities in my life and someone who can hold you accountable to keeping those priorities priorities. I know my counselor and I have been on a journey for a few years now, and it's been so helpful to have someone to talk and sort through life with. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. I say this a lot, but I cannot recommend therapy enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, maybe give BetterHelp a try. It's 100% online. It's designed from the top to bottom to be convenient. Uh, And you can fit literally any schedule. Speaking of schedules, BetterHelp fits literally any schedule. So it's super valuable for people like me who have a hard time fitting things into their schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so uh, he ended up getting arrested. Uh, they caught him. <laughs> yeah, he had a really good system. Ducks in a row. I mean, like they there was nothing they got on him. <laughs> Until they got him. He ended up getting arrested. <laughs> Tushy. <laughs> They got him. <laughs> Tushy, they got him. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so what happened? What ha- happened was um, <clears throat> the you know that guy Blandino. Blandon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just call him Blandino. Yeah. Where did that come from? Why did I think? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Blandon. Yeah, Blandon. So Bland Blandon. Uh, was a longtime associate of Rick. Yes, right. They. I know who he worked for. Who? The government. <laughs> uh, sort of. Uh, so, Blandon, 
uh, had ties yep. to the Nicaraguan Contra. Which, oh. Do you know? Uh, have you you probably heard of the Iran Contra scandal? Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. This could be a whole nother episode. Really, really fast rundown of the Iran Contra scandal. Um, in the 80s, there's this group in Nicaragua called the Contra, um, and they were a rebel group trying to overthrow a communist government. I know about their band. Contraband. Oh, <laughs> they got good. I heard they got the music so good. They're not allowed in prisons. <laughs> you I honestly wonder if that's where that term came from. I'm not going to lie. Um, no, actually it doesn't anyways. Uh, so <clears throat> the Contra. So yes, the Contra uh, they were trying to overthrow their government because it was a communist regime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reagan loved them and he was like they right. they are they resemble our forefathers. Yes, uh, they're trying so to over. Th- yes, they they yes. supported the this Contra big time. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. The problem with that is the Contra were the biggest cocaine supplier in the world. Yes. That's where they got their money from. Yes, um, and so that's yes. Blandon. <laughs> Blandon was part of the Contra. Blandon was part of the Contra. That's where he was getting all the cocaine and how yeah. he's supplying. Rick but Ross. they were letting Rick Ross away with it, so that he could essentially fund the Contra, <laughs> so that they could overthrow. Sorta. So. Um, the Iran Contra scandal hit this fever pitch when yeah. the Iran hostage crisis happened. Right, um, where Reagan was like, "We will do anything we can to get these people home," um, and the government said, "Anything, okay." Uh, and so the military basically gave thirty million dollars in weapons to Iran to let the these people go. Yes, but under the table, they. Um, distributed some of that money. I don't know exactly how much. I, I want to say three million, but I don't know exactly how much. But they funneled some of that money to the Contra, yeah, um, which helped them make in a Nicaragua lot more money and make or a, in, Iran. in Nicaragua, yeah, um, and helped them make a lot more cocaine, cocaine, um, and distribute a lot more cocaine. Yes. So Rick Ross was in this train of really government-funded cocaine. Um, yes. And so I think there is a level to <clears throat> they didn't want that to get out, so. Anybody along that line kind of got a was pass. Okay. Got a pass. Yep. Well, um, after some things came to light about the Iran Contra scandal and it was hitting the news and there was uh, Reagan was standing trial for it. Um, this Blandin <laughs> Blandin uh, was uh, recruited by the CIA to do sting operations. Um, and they were basically like, we'll give you amnesty yes. if you help us catch everybody. And so Blandon at this time, Rick was like, yeah, I'm done with the drug game. I'm ready to get out. I'm just doing apartments now billions of dollars. Yeah, I'm just going to sell apart or build apartments and lease them out. And so he's ready to completely ready to get out. It's been about a month since he sold any drugs. Blandon is all over him. He's hitting his pager and he's like, bro, come down to San Diego. Um, and he's like, no, nah, man, got it anymore because the government knew that Rick Ross was selling the stuff. They, had they just to. couldn't. They, they just to. couldn't nail him down. Yeah. So they're trying to hook him back in, which I feel like. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. Yeah, so they're trying to get him back in and essentially what Blandon was trying to do was saying, hey, I need you to connect me with somebody um, not sell drugs. He's I need you to connect me so I can continue to do business. And so finally Rick Ross was like fine. I'll come down there. I'll help you make that connection, um, but he's like, but I'm not in the in the drug game anymore, so I'm not going to do anything like that. Yeah. Um, but apparently uh, that was enough for the uh, the CIA to book him and they ended up arresting him and they started charging him on 
uh, like 47 state accounts of oh my gosh. Uh, drug dealing at like insane quantities because that's what he was doing. Yeah. Um, and so they got him on the three strike rule um, saying you far exceeded three strikes because you did this in like 47 cities. Yeah. Um, We're going to let you off the hook for three of them. But that's yeah. still 44. <laughs> yeah. And so they tried him for like literally the rest of his life. Like he was he had an insane amount of years of prison um, where it was like he would have to live seven times over, you know, to pay his right. sentence. Um, so he's never getting out. Well, when he gets into prison, he uh, his cellmate teaches him to read. Uh, and so he starts reading the newspaper and reading small books until eventually he works his way up and starts reading law, law and just learns the whole law. And then he learns. He said, hey, I was mistried. He said they couldn't book me on all this with the three strike rule. And so he ends up being able to contact a lawyer. How was he mistried though? So basically it's a loophole in that legal system. I don't know the specifics of it, but long story short is under that three strike rule. You couldn't consecutively try all of those cases. It had to be three separate strikes, um, but they counted all of these. So that was at once. one strike. Mm-hmm. And oh. so he was able to go get a lawyer um, and get his res- sentence reduced down to 20 years. So in 2009 he was released uh, from prison because he learned to read. Uh, wow, which is one of the which is the message. Yeah, um, learn so, to read. <laughs> yeah, we have a Tillin book club, and uh, we just really. So what we do is we start elementary students on books, um, and then in middle school we get them hooked on phonics. Yep. And yep. then in high school we get them hooked on cocaine. So <laughs> yeah, say. no, no, no. And for then in sure. college we get them hooked on the law, so you yeah. can get out of it. Our headquarters is in Milwaukee, <laughs> and uh, you know. So in Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so he got himself out of prison um, and then he wrote a book, which is is, there a girl that lives in Cincinnati that's named Natalie and her Instagram handle is Cincinnati. This is your question. I think we got to Google it. I think you got to go to Instagram right now. It's one of those things, you know, when sometimes something pops in your head and you're like, that's not going away. You know, know. it's like a like a sneeze where you're like, I got to know right now because there's a girl who's you know, uh, I don't want to give away her Instagram handle. Never mind, but Cincinnati I'll give away because I don't know if it's a real person yet. Hold on Cincinnati. She's got to be a city blogger. Yep, it's uh, Natalie Mc. Uh, we have to believe her last name. Is it a follower? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, 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 oh okay. Uh, no, I not just an appropriate account. Bend. No, I mean oh, it's totally fine. It's you just, thought I was going to bend your laptop? I thought you were going to bend my laptop. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, I was like, who? Let me see Cincinnati. She has one hundred and eighty followers. Oh, okay. So is she a city blogger? No, she her account's private. Oh, okay. She just had a good good idea for a name, Cincinnati. and she copped it. Hey, Cincinnati. Hey, if you're watching this, we will buy your username. That's not an offer that I was going to make. We're it's not going to spend our. We're going to buy. We're going to spend our merch money on that. We're going to buy your username for how much, Tim? How much are you offering Cincinnati right now? Uh, the value of Cincinnati, which is at least. Hold on. <laughs> the value of Cincinnati, like the city. Yeah. Okay. Which is at least ten dollars. At most. Ten. <laughs> We'll buy it for ten dollars. <laughs> I dated a girl from Cincinnati once. Yeah. Yeah. Was it months. Natalie? <laughs> yeah. That's why I brought this up. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Cincinnati. That's what I called her. Natty. If you see this, 
It's not over. You know? Everyone go follow her. <laughs> she just all of a sudden just Dude, I hope that she's followers. so inactive on Instagram and all of a sudden she just gets a ton of new followers. <laughs> she's like, man, I just kind of like Cincinnati. We're Cincinnati. We're inviting you on this show. <laughs> we're inviting we you on the show. In years, but you'll be our first. You'll be our years. first in years. Yeah, Cincinnati. Uh, anyways, so uh, he got out. He wrote a book um, kind of telling his story uh, and then he sued the rapper Rick Ross and lost. Uh, <laughs> like, you can't use my name. Yeah, literally. He and then like, Rick Ross was like, this is my name. <laughs> what well, is Rick Ross's actual name? Rick Ross's actual name is William Leonard Roberts the second. Oh, yeah, uh, well, that's and, about, you can't rap that. Yeah, and Rick Ross um, uh, apparently early in his career was like, yeah, I'm named after Rick Freeway Ross and Rick Ross was like, no, you, you're not. You can't. Um, and honestly, there's some pictures where it kind of looks like he's trying to look like Rick Ross, Freeway Ross, yeah, like the rapper. So now Rick Ross has got to be out here, like you know, I'm actually named after Bob Ross's son. <laughs> the it's less Rick exciting Ross. that way, but whatever. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, so they, uh, uh, yeah, they got the lawsuit, and it was, um, yeah, Rick Ross lost because he's like, I mean. It's a Rick Ross. It's not the super. It's not like it's you don't have a trademark. It's Rick and it, the name is Ross. Rick Ross. It's a pretty common name, so he lost that lawsuit. It's not Cincinnati. Okay, <laughs> it's not unique <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? But yeah, so now he he wrote the book and he's he's trying to get into the legal marijuana business um, because he's like, I know Makes a lot sense. about of it about it about of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I got you and uh, uh, he's he's trying to build a decent life for himself post prison. Um, what happens to all your properties if you get arrested for 20 years? You know what? I actually don't know. I would assume the bank would foreclose on him. You think so? Well, I mean if if you had a mortgage if you didn't what if have they're a mortgage, paid off? you know, I don't know. You're doing three know. million dollars a day. You think you're not paying off those houses? Yeah, that's a good point. What I happens to your property? I don't know. Uh, so Rick Ross today. Here's the th- here's the thing that's interesting about him. Um, I honestly believe two things about this guy um, and by two things. I mean one thing um, if you watch him in his interviews today. Yeah, he's clearly very intelligent. Um, he didn't know how to read, but that's not a fault of his own. It's a fault of yeah. the school system. He was <clears throat> brought sure. up in. Um, but if you if you listen to the way he communicates and the way he forms ideas, yes, he sold drugs for most of his life and made a lot of money off of it. But um, and so there's like some are you moral, a Rick Ross stand? There's some moral questions there where you're like, eh. um, but honestly, honestly, I believe had the Los Angeles school system not failed him and he was able to learn to read and go we to college would have known him for other things. I think yeah, I think he would have been a very very successful entrepreneur. He made two billion dollars off cocaine. Um, I mean, I think we would have known him for something else and he would have made a positive impact, but instead a lot of people attribute the cocaine issue. Uh, they say he is the distributor of the cocaine problem in the 80s. A lot of people are mm-hmm. like Reagan started it because of the Iran Contra thing obviously, um, but he was really the largest distributor in the country of cocaine. Yeah, in the in the 80s um, and that's when cocaine became the biggest problem that that it was um, and so the question is um, the LA really my point is the LA school system caused the cocaine epidemic um, and robbed us of now some great thing that Rick Ross could have done instead now cocaine is not as much like a street level stuff right I mean like I associate well, cocaine with like a certain amount of 
there's, I mean, there's the two kinds of cocaine. Yeah. There's like the white color cocaine. That's the the powder cocaine. And then there's crack cocaine. That's kind of the street cocaine. Okay. 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 Um, and so the crack cocaine is what was cracked down on, which was um, pretty clearly racially. Um, yes. Motivated um, where powder cocaine was very much like your white collar, like your CEOs were doing cocaine in the office. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So that was the difference. Um, there, if that's the point you're making, I'm not sure what you're. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just, I, I, I was wondering what's the, what, what are they fighting now? I mean, I guess the opioid crisis. Yeah. In um, the Midwest, anyway. Yeah, I, I think, I think there's not as much of a. Actually, uh, my buddy, who's a stand-up comedian, who's yeah. now clean and sober, mm-hmm. um, went to a facility in Ohio, and he said that because uh, he would, he was doing meth. Yeah, here in, in Missouri. Yeah, and he said that in Ohio it was weird that he was a meth addict uh, because everyone there was doing heroin. Interesting. So it's all just it's regional. I guess so. Interesting. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, my thing is, and I think this is probably true of a lot of people is he didn't have the opportunities. Yeah. Because he didn't have a good education. And so he took the opportunity he had and he made something pretty amazing out of it, even though it yeah. was black market and ultimately harmed a lot of people's lives. Um, I think I think there's a lot more stories like this where um, you have kids coming up in neighborhoods where they don't have good opportunities. And so they have a choice. It's do you work at McDonald's for a few bucks an hour or, or do you make? Yeah, do you sell cocaine for millions? <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's kind yeah, of a yeah. clear. It's like, yeah, that one option is illegal, but it's like I'll take my chances, but it's like, dude, know? I have lung cancer, you know, <laughs> and this I mean, this teaching this is, job I have is not going to pay the bills. Yeah. So it's it's either, you know, keep teaching and try to and leave my family with a bunch of debt or, or make, you know, very good crystal meth. Yeah, yeah, right under the nose of my brother in law DEA agent with yep. a former junkie from high school. Yeah, you know, and uh, make and it really proprietary by dying it blue. Right, yeah. so that way I know that if someone else is stealing the recipe, then you know, then you know it's mine. Yes, yeah. you know, take out the kingpin, become the next kingpin. Yeah, yeah. shave uh, your head. Obviously, I thought that was that we're way past that. You got to shave your head before you become the kingpin. <laughs> um, and at the end, just let it all crumble in, uh, but die with the satisfaction that you did something with whoa, your whoa, life. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You tell me he died, bro. He's dead. He died at the end for sure. I haven't finished that yet. <laughs> You haven't finished that yet. I haven't finished that yet. I don't feel bad spoiling something that's been out for ten years. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I guess the finale came out two thousand twelve. Did it really? Yeah. I'm. Oh, ten years, dude. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel bad spoiling something that's been. It's been ten years, dude. Do you know how the Titanic ends? No. (laughs) Does it sink? (laughs) Do you know how Home Alone ends? Yeah, they get him. <laughs> I just watched the first twenty minutes of something, and I just guessed on the end. I'm like, yeah, that's probably how it's gonna end. <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Man, that's disappointing. Yeah, do you know how Fight Club ends? Yeah, they get another fight. Oh my all right. Well, I mean, this has been Rick Ross uh, brought to you by Bob Ross fiddle off. (laughs) 
Things I Learned Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media, produced by Christian Taylor, audio by Alex Garnett, video by Connor Betts, our graphics and our logo by Caleb Goldberg, and our social media is run by Caleb Walker. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Follow us on your favorite social media platform at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Remember to tell all your friends about us, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Things I Learned Last Night. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. (laughs) And look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.